0: That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, we with new games released each week, you can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to the Embrace the Turn Up podcast. Cultural commentary from two guys who want all the smoke. All the smoke. And
2: now your hosts, A-Dub and John. Yo! Yo, everybody, episode 56 of the Embrace the Turtle podcast. We are kind of live, not live, but we are we're live to you because the first time hearing this. Um, John's back. John, how you feeling?
3: Great, man. Yeah. Feeling good. Yo, there
2: we go. Henrod's in the building. Henrod, how you feeling?
3: Not bad. Get to make a couple calls to see about housing in the fall. Hey, there we go. There we go. So, Virtual something housing to look forward to. <laughs> What would virtual housing look like, John? That's, Isn't that yeah, just
1: you're gonna the Sims? To, you're gonna have to you to, to let us know how that goes when they give you the uh when they send you the Google uh Google Maps or whatever virtual tour of the of your complex.
3: I mean John. if they're gonna send me a VR headset for me to just live in while I'm supposed to be in Pittsburgh, I'd be fine with that. Um, you're going to Pittsburgh? John
1: Bro. I haven't been you, on the pod in a long time. You go to, dude, I got first off, shout out to the Pittsburgh crew. They let me know at, uh, at putting Bay, they love the pod. And special hey. shout out since I got since I yelled at. Special shout out to the uh, I think he's a five time uh, belly flop champ, my boy Tyler up in Pittsburgh. He gave me shit for nice shouting him out. That's my boy Tyler. Um, But dude, if you go to Pittsburgh, oh my god, we have a great time, Harry.
3: Yeah, where? How long has? I feel like everyone listening to this podcast is known for longer than you have, John. That that I'm going to Pittsburgh whenever that's they allow crazy. us on campus. <laughs> oh,
1: <laughs> me man. and uh, me and Nate were talking about visiting Pittsburgh to go hang out with our boys there. So I mean, if you're there, that's perfect. There we go. I'll take the virtual tour with you, bro. I'm here. <laughs> I'm here for it. I already I'm said I'm
2: helping to move. Tour. So. Oh, what was that, man. Dubs? So I already said I'm helping them move. So John. I... Put you down on the left. Oh, you, when you're moving. We in get them streets.
1: I you don't know, know yet. yet. Remember, he's doing a virtual oh, tour,
2: so you don't know yet, John.
1: Let, yo, that's true. I forgot. Well, let but me they, know because if, if, you, if you're moving, I can set up a date with my boys down there and we can all have a good time.
3: There we go. Yeah. Uh, Pittsburgh just has to tell me if we're going to be on campus for the fall or not. And if we're not, then I wait until like December to move. But if we are, then I got to move there this summer sometime.
1: Well, Michigan State is uh Michigan State has already sent a letter out uh, they're talking about trying to bring people back to the, for the fall. Yeah, so I, I imagine it's going to be a
3: trickle effect. So Right, but Colorado has already sent a letter saying that they're not having people on campus for the fall. I think so, did so Colorado said that? <laughs> yeah. Oh. So it's it's up and down. Everyone's going to make their own decision. So you yeah. just have to wait and see. So yeah,
2: John, we in these Pittsburgh streets this fall. That's all you need to
3: know. Oh, yeah. Hey, they would
1: love to they would love for us to come to Pittsburgh, man. We gotta like Doug like Dub said, you know, be out there with the with the people, with our, with our fans. Yeah. They love us. They love us in Pittsburgh.
3: We're taking it's nice over to one city I, at a time. It's nice to know that I've already got some sort of base there then. If we oh, yeah. in Pittsburgh.
1: I can get you uh we'll go up there, get you settled in and then I can introduce you to the fellas and they're, they're very open, open arms, so...
3: Deal. Great guys. See? See? Beautiful. All right, well, at Beautiful. least we started off the podcast with some positivity, because uh, the world isn't positive right now.
2: Nope. I mean, we had a nice long list of just fun stuff to get into, but now ain't the time, to say the least. um I'm, I'm not going <clears> to <throat> rehash everything that you know started all of this, because by now, people know. We're just... We're just going to start talking. Everybody's got thoughts and feelings. Um, Henry, you requested to go first on this little topic here. So
3: go ahead, speak your mind. So obviously this is a little bit different, right? Typically on a topic of this caliber, you guys would go first because you are much more in that world. I asked to go first this time though because I wanted what I feel on this right now and what I'm thinking right now. And then you guys to be able to say, here's what you're missing right because if i just let you guys talk and then i piggyback off of it it makes it sound like oh yeah those were my thoughts the whole time right but if i'm if i go first and say okay from you know a straight white male in middle america from a middle class family who didn't grow up there who doesn't face the prejudices every day and say what what i'm what i view out of all of this and then give you guys a chance to respond i feel like that'd be more useful for everybody listening because they're probably thinking the same things along the same lines that I am. Right. So so that's why I decided, or I asked if it would be okay for me to go first. Um, do we want to start with the big picture of all of this, or do we want to start on a smaller scale?
2: You start wherever you want to start. We're just, Hold on, before, just we, gonna before go. We, get
1: started,
3: yeah. we
2: get
1: started, I do have a, 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 a lighthearted uh, thing. Um, did you guys tra- pile last week? Yeah, we did. Okay. So... I didn't hear it because I was I was in my egg. But did you guys see that the 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 Zack Snyder cut of just or Justice League is coming out?
2: Yeah, we did. I uh, yes. You
1: guys excited about that? We'll talk
3: about it next week. Yeah. <laughs> oh
1: my god.
3: Short answer is know. short answer is if not excited, I'm at least interested.
1: Yeah. Okay. So All right. All right go ahead. Fair enough. All right. Since you so... guys want to get on serious
3: we are we're going to try to get to other topics today see what we can tie in but this legitimately might be an hour and a half of us just talking about this one situation um so look uh obviously there are some things that we saw on a micro scale that or quote micro scale in comparison that are terrible right a cnn reporter should not be arrested on air when his colleagues who are white are saying we are treated differently and that CNN reporter handled himself exceptionally well during that arrest. I don't know if you guys saw the video of it, oh, but.
1: Well, we're we're taught, we're taught from an early age, Henry, of how to act when a uh, police officer is, you know, doing his job. Yeah. But go
3: ahead. I'm sorry. No, you're good. Um, clearly, Trump coming out and calling rioters thugs not the right move to say the least and we all know what word he wanted to use there
2: it's called coded language
3: yes yeah um th- no questions asked uh and look there there are other people that feel the same way there there was a video floating around today of a woman who was standing in front of a car that two black <clears throat> men were in because she was accusing them of trespassing and there was a moment in there where she was like you stupid effing paused and then used a different word you knew exactly where she was going before that pause so like it's it's not just the president but the president president's at the top and people are going to echo what he does right republicans will follow him not all not all no there is no party that's a monolith but people will follow And that's awful to see like those two guys were just driving their car that they were in a parking lot and she would not let them leave because she thought they were trespassing. No, she did not own the business. In case you're wondering, she was just drunk out of her mind and decided to be racist for a bit. On to the bigger picture, though, what started all of this is the police brutality. I sent you guys a link. I think I'll probably uh, link it in the description of uh, the podcast this week. Did you watch the Hassan Minaj video? I did not. Okay. Here are some uh, highlights. from. It's like a 20, 25-minute video, so it's kind of long. Here are some highlights from it. Police are th- uh, taught to see every single person as a threat, and they will um, uh, do training Where literally they point finger guns at each other and your job is to shoot first. They're like, they're trained to be Han Solo, but, you know, shooting Greedo. Yeah. Shoot first. Don't, Don't be the one who dies. That's part of their training. During police training, there are some, I don't know if this holds true for every single precinct in America, or if it was just highlighted, one of them that was highlighted in this episode. Eight hours of de-escalation training, 129 hours of training in weapons and fighting. I've I've, I've seen that part of this video. That's absurd. It's America. Eight hours in how to de-escalate a situation, and that's it. Uh, There is someone who teaches cops, quote, warrior policing, and to quote some of his stuff in there, your job is to fight violence with superior violence, with righteous violence. If you properly prepare yourself, killing is just not that big a deal. That is training that some of these cops go to. Um, I didn't, unfortunately, I didn't write down the name of this. So in order to sue a cop, and here's a complete and utter paradox. In order to sue a cop, Police would have had to violated something that other cops have, violated, for, have uh, violated in the past and been sued for. So explain to me how a cop is able to be sued for something new because using that uh, statute or uh, that precedent, if it hasn't happened before, they can't be sued for it. But the only way for them to be – and the only way for them to be sued for it is if they were sued for it pre- previously. It's a circular paradox. It's an awful paradox. There's literally nothing they can do. There was a story in in that uh, Hassan binaj video where cops were trying to shoot a dog instead hit a boy in the leg, and the family was not able to sue because no cop had ever shot and some shot someone while trying to shoot a dog before
1: well that happened uh, that actually happened um. Uh, I think in January, um, a lady was passed out in the park, and um, she had a dog, and the police were called. And the dog, of course, didn't know who the police were, so the dog acted aggressively. And the dog charged the police. As the police are backing up, they they withdraw their guns, you know, trying to tell the dog to stop. They're backing up, and then they just start firing at the dog. Didn't hit the dog at all. Hit the lady that was laying on the ground. I was passed out and killed her.
3: Did they get sued for it?
1: Uh, not that I know of. I just was know there, that story. I don't know I don't if they got sued for it. I just know the story.
3: Was there a murder charge or any sort of manslaughter? No, charge? Recli- not at all.
2: I, I, I have heard so. the story,
3: and I can just tell you no. Dubs, I knew the answer. Sometimes you ask questions, and you know the answers to them already. Uh, okay, no, sorry, I did put it in my notes later. Uh, cops have to have violated a clearly established right. You cannot sue a cop unless he violates a clearly established right, or she, but it isn't a clearly established right until a cop has been successfully sued for it. So that's how that works. And cops have one of the strongest unions in America who are blocking reforms nearly every single step of the way. mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Um... And to go back to the warrior policing thing, don't think that cops, or even though it's not mandatory, don't think that cops don't go to it. The guy that killed Philando Castile went to that warrior policing training where he was told things like, if you properly prepare yourself, killing is just not that big a deal.
2: Nothing about this is surprising.
3: I know. So let's... Let's get to the riots, right? Because that's the, I I explained it earlier uh, to a couple friends of mine this way. The rope was already bending, burning, not at one end, but at (laughs) both ends. On one end, this police injustice has been a topic in America for a very, very long time. On the other end, we've got the pandemic, people being forced to stay at home, people not working, people getting agitated by that. So the fire was already bur- burning at both ends. And then this decided to take that rope, dip it in kerosene, and toss it into the sun. Like, this is just a massive catalyst that are leading to these riots. Agreed?
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. The trouble is, people are looking at that, look, looking at the killing of George Floyd, and saying... Well, that's the reason people are rioting, and that's entirely inaccurate. They're rioting because it's this has been a problem over and over and over, and here in America, we have uh, glamorized rioting, right? One of the key points in American history is the Boston Tea Party. It literally is part of the reason we're a country as a whole, and it's because— these people were so oppressed by somebody who wasn't listening that the only way that they could get a seat at the table and be heard was to go out there and riot and throw all this stuff into, this, into the Boston Harbor so the Britain couldn't make money out of it. Since the inception of our country, we have glamorized rioting and said, this is a way that you can get your voice heard. And for some reason, no one's figured out that You can bring them to the table before the rioting starts, and it prevents all of this. Like, I don't think people want to go out in the streets and riot and tear things down and burn buildings to the ground, and some of them are minority-owned businesses. I don't think people want to do that, but when you push people to a point so far, that's the only option they have left. And it could have been prevented years ago by just bringing them to the table during the Rodney King uh, riots, or even prior to that, during Martin Luther King era. This has been a problem forever. And our our current, I, I say current, as in like the past 50, 60 years, the solution has been wait till it disappears. Not, not the problem, but the rioting. And then it'll just continue its cycle over and over and over. Yeah, that sounds about right. Okay. So I I guess it, and then pulling back even farther, we have to start admitting this is a, a systemic problem and changes need to be made not just with the police force, but from the ground up of education and how families are teaching their own children to look at the world, right? When I did teaching... I would have kindergartners who, you know, they don't quite understand why people look different. Right. It, it makes sense. They they don't know what the world is like. And I would literally explain to them the science behind it and just say, oh, the, o- the only difference is that they have more of a chemical in their skin. And I'd point out the brown spots on my skin and see, see I've got some of them here. Right. And and say, that's the only difference. Other than that, they're a person just like you are. That's what needs to be taught is that you are no different than them. They are still, you are still a person. They are still a person. And, and that needs to be from the ground up. I don't understand why I, I guess it's not, I don't understand. It's super frustrating that it's not that way. And I know that because, and this is something that I hate admitting because it it sucks to admit There are times where I catch myself having prejudices. There are times where I'll look at somebody or something and have to think for five seconds and say, what am I doing? That's not right. And like, and, and the multitude of people in the world that don't do that are just going to act on the prejudice or Mm -hmm. say something about the prejudice or keep assuming that prejudice. And if. If I'm sitting here and I podcast with you two every week, and some of my best friends are minorities, and even I still have to catch myself doing that, that tells me that there was something wrong way back when. That's just ingrained societally in my head.
1: Well, oh, don't worry about it, Henry. Me and Doves do it as well. So.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, we we do it too. Not not even going <laughs> to do it too. All <laughs> right.
3: So so I guess I guess that's my you know, full spectrum thoughts and feelings on not necessarily the anger, but where it comes from and where it starts and all the above. And I, I wanted, like I said, I wanted to put that out there because I wanted you guys to tell me where I'm right and wrong and if, if what you think needs to be changed about all of it.
2: I didn't hear anywhere you were wrong. Um, You brought up something like in all my anger, I haven't even thought about yet that we need to start, you know, from the education system of even educating kids as young as five, this is the only real pe- reason people look different. Um, I've kind of come at this from a place like I've been in handcuffs and not been the right guy, and I've I've seen police brutality, but I've seen police prejudices acted against me in particular. Um, so like, and when I saw George Floyd got killed, I, I was I was frustrated because again it happened again and like I just kind of just sat with my frustration. It wasn't until the next day that I kind of like when like the first real protest started and I woke up and I read something my mom said you know I have a black son and he deserves to live and I sat here and cried in my living room for about 10 minutes and then saw some other things on it you know social media about oh don't you know don't mess up our city blah 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 and that That's when the anger sunk in for me. And I was like, you know what? Burn the whole motherfucker down. Fuck it. Like, because clearly people don't get it. Because I've been reading a lot of people. It seems like, oh, my business or these people's businesses matter a lot more than somebody's life. And does it suck that some businesses get burnt down? Yeah, it does. But at this point, these aren't protests anymore. This is an uprising against systemic oppression. This is a war against racism. And in all wars, there's collateral damage. Pat Tillman so what, was killed by you... a U.S. bullet. Like, And it's at this point, like, just burn the whole thing down until they start to listen. Because you know what they haven't been doing since 1968 when they shot Dr. Martin Luther King? They haven't been fucking listening. Protests haven't worked. Marches haven't worked. Speeches haven't worked. You say, go vote. We've had black people and people of color in every single office that you can have in this country. People are still getting shot and killed by the police on camera in broad fucking daylight. And you know what? No one's listening. We marched. No one listens. And they, but now, oh, now that their shit's being destroyed, now they're listening. Now they're fucking listening. And I tell people, i am been telling people all weekend, like, I'm sorry, you know, businesses are getting burned down all that stuff. But I tell you what, if I can, if I had a crystal ball and I can look into that crystal ball. And someone told me that the result of all of these riots and this uprising is that I knew for a fact, without a shadow of a doubt, that John, my cousins, all my people of color that are friends of mine, had even a 30% chance more of not dying at the hands of the police unjustly, I would say ta- I would take it. I would take it in a fucking heartbeat, and I wouldn't even think twice about it. Even if I had it was a 5% chance, I'd be like, "Cool, it's all worth it then. It's worth every fucking penny because these insurance, these excuse me, these businesses can be replaced. All the things in them can be replaced. My friends and family's lives cannot. And I'm gonna tell you guys this right now, as my friends." Um, and I'm telling everybody that's listening that knows me, and this is not a dub talking, this is Aaron talking. If these cops killed me, unjustly, you don't need to start with the protest, you don't need to start with any stories to the news about how I'm a great person, just burn this motherfucker down until change happens. I don't care how long the fire has to burn. I want the aliens to see it from fucking space. Cause something's gotta change, and if if my life has to be the cause, then I'm totally fine for that. I'd rather not be the thing you march about. I'd rather be the thing you fight over. And like, especially just sitting around my family, like, like the, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know what to do if I lost any of these people because some cop was afraid for their fucking life. So for me, like I'm just sick and t- to quote a phrase that when people use, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired and it, it just needs to change. It needs to change now. And if, this is what needs to happen. This is what needs to happen. I, right? you know, the civil rights um, bill didn't get passed until day six of the riots after they killed Dr. Martin Luther King. Most historians will tell you that the Stonewall Ridge riots were like a turning point for uh, riots for the LBGTQ community. So riots work and they even work in the inverse down in Tulsa, Oklahoma, 99 years ago today, while we're recording, a bunch of white people decided they didn't like seeing black people that were well, were well off in them. So what did they do? They started a riot and burned down Black Wall Street, an entire fucking neighborhood. And lo and behold, it's just a regular white neighborhood until today. So I mean, that's kind of where I'm at. Like I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm done playing oh, nice. i like, do you- I'm Done going to the protests? Well, I'm never. I was never going to the protest. I used to always say, "Just wake me up when the revolution starts." It started and. I'm here. I'm here for it. But go ahead, John. I'm
1: sorry. I was, I was just gonna say, like you said, you said burn this motherfucker down. But how do you feel about these business owners that are out here trying to protect their business and they're getting beat up and killed in the streets? So I've seen. I'm. I'm all for it. you know defend your
2: defend your shit. I get it. I get it. But you know, the moment you become the aggressor, then you're just, you're part of the problem at that point And I I got no more feelings for you. But you. If you want to stand in front of your business with whatever you deem necessary to defend your business, defend it. I get it. I would also say that shit in there is insured. Um, you also need to remember why these are happening. And instead of you know, as instead of being worried about your business, being worried, be worried about why this is, you know, the cause of this. And ask yourself, all right, well after I, you know, my business gets back normal, what can I do to make sure this shit never happens again? It's not standing for my business gun. <clears> it's let me vote some of these motherfuckers out of office. Let me call out some of my racist relatives who say some suspect shit. Like the prop like your business will be fine. There's insurance. There's, there's a reason you pay for insurance. And you guess what? Everything in there can be replaced. Your life can, but if you come to the aggressor when you're trying to defend your business, I have no sympathy for you at all. But what you really need to be thinking about is what can I do? Because as a business owner, you have a very large voice, larger than a lot of other people in that community, larger than a lot of the people who are walking around hurting and fucking frustrated to say, well, all right, well, what can I do? Like, if you're a business owner, guess what a politician is going to do? They're going to listen to you a little bit more than, you know, just random Joe Blow, because unfortunately, that's just how the fucking world works. So again, d- defend your shit, but don't don't become the aggressor. And more than more than that, just stay ass at home and let people be frustrated and come back bigger and better than ever and decide what you can do to help.
1: So you have you have the same outlook even for black businesses? Because yeah. they were they were doing because they were they were riding in Atlanta and you know they call Atlanta the black capital. There's a lot of black businesses in Atlanta. So you okay with that too? Smashing up black businesses?
2: Collateral damage at this point. This is a war, John. This isn't a process anymore. This is a war against oppression.
3: Right. And there's always Uh,
2: collateral damage in war, and it's just an
1: unfortunate fact of it.
3: Did you, John? Did you watch the uh, video of the Atlanta mayor that I sent into the group text?
1: No, I didn't. I didn't see it. I I read a little bit of her words when I was
3: on reading the news. Because yeah, she was making the argument that look, half of Atlanta is owned by Killer Mike and TI. Yeah. It just it just is, and. She was like, "We need to stop this because that's who you're hurting right now." But Dove's, your argument is just it's collateral damage. Those two are rich anyway. They're, it's all insured. The cause is more <clears throat> important than the damage. That's what you're saying. Am I wrong in saying that? I'm just
2: clarifying. Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. Like, okay. And I would, I challenge people like, am I wrong in saying that?
3: Um, like, so, so let me ask this. We've heard a lot about Antifa being – stirring up trouble during this, right? Yeah. Clearly, mm-hmm. clearly, whenever there's a riot, you will have talk of Antifa being there because they are the radical far left. Whenever there's something we can stir up trouble with, we're going to stir up trouble. Right. There's a video going around of it now – they were never confirmed of being Antifa. There was a video going around of an Antifa member starting to break stuff during a peaceful protest. And the peaceful protesters literally like grabbed him and tackled him and carried him to the police officers and said, we don't want this. Take care of this. And then went back to being peaceful, pro- peaceful protesters. What are your thoughts on that?
1: That's been happening a lot. Well, that's been um, happening a lot. They've been... Um...
3: There's, there's, there's there are a lot. lot there are a lot nicer there's, than I. Am. Let, Go ahead, John. Let Sorry. me throw this out here.
1: Well, I was just that. gonna say, that there's a there's a lot of videos of people, even celebrities like John Jones, like stopping people, saying, "Hey, this is not the way," and either they turn the people in or the people run away, like, 'cause 'cause you know, there's a majority, there's a majority of people like Dubs that say, "Yeah, you know, the house has got to burn down, we got to rebuild it." There's also a majority of people who just want to peacefully protest. So, like, you know, you're going to have both out there, but the people that are trying to peacefully protest, they are they are turning in the people who are trying to stir up trouble.
2: Mm-hmm. Here's, I stand yeah. with both of them. If you want to peacefully protest, I'm to the point now, personally, I don't think it's going to work. I think we need to fuck some shit up. But if you want, I'll stand right next to you. We can, you know, we can say our chance. We can hold up our signs. And I'm also, like, if you want to get to the shits and let's burn this motherfucker down so they listen, let's do it. Now, the Antifa people, um, I, I saw the video of, you know, some Antifa guys getting, like, you know, tackled down. And those protesters are a lot nicer than me because if I know these motherfuckers are trying to co-opt this message, something that my people have been fighting for for decades just to cause a little anarchy, I'm just going to fuck them up in the middle of the street. What I was about to say was that
3: that Antifa member was white and the majority of the black protest or majority of the peaceful protesters were black. So, I mean, that it's unfortunate that we have to bring that up. But considering what this whole thing is about, it it is. Once you pull back far enough, cops shouldn't be shooting anyone except for those that shoot at them. Right. The problem is the vast majority or percentage wise, as far as I know more minorities die proportionally than whites do. So that's where the conversation has to start. And then just move it to don't shoot anyone unless they have a gun pull or unless they're pulling a gun out at you and don't assume they're pulling a gun out. Like it sucks, but guess what? You're probably wearing body armor. They're not hitting the head is pretty hard. Like, I'm not telling. I'm not saying, hey, cops, and look, I, I wish that we could have a cop on here to tell me where I'm wrong, because I'm fully admitting that I might be wrong on this, and getting shot sucks no matter what you're wearing, I would assume. However, you are protected more than they are, and you have more training with a weapon than they do. Ultimately, unless they pull a gun out at you, you probably shouldn't be shooting them. And that goes for black, white, Latino, doesn't matter who it is that you're, that you are thinking about shooting unless they have a weapon pulled or, or, you know, a knife rushing at you or whatever the case may be, unless you are in danger of dying, you probably should not be shooting them. And you can't just, ass- you can't always just assume the, assun- that you are in danger of dying.
2: They don't assume it. They just say it because they know they can get off like they they don't assume it most of the time. They just fucking say it because they know they can get off.
3: Well, that's another part of the Hassan Minaj video is cops are allowed to watch the video uh, of whatever they did prior to making their statement so that their statement can go in line exactly with what is on that video and they can justify their reasons for doing it. Guess who doesn't get to do that? The person suing the cop. And anybody else? Yeah. Ever? Yeah. I mean,
2: shit is fucked up out here. It's it's very fucked up. Um, I want to give a special shout out to every black person that had to walk into corporate America today, and either have these conversations or not have these conversations. because I, I don't know about you, John, I'm tired. I'm I'm exhausted. I'm I'm just I'm fucking exhausted. Um,
1: I well, it's just it's it's just uh it's uh it's uh, it's unfortunate because uh you know now this is back in the news you know and uh it's just unfortunate that's all i can say
2: yeah and then, you get to you a know. point
1: where you get to a point where you're just like i mean what else can i say just unfortunate
2: yeah that's, that's where people are like and that's why riot started they're like i can't say anything else because obviously motherfuckers aren't listening they're you know, Dr. King said a riot is a language of the unheard. And guess what? People aren't, they're not hearing. So now they're hearing loud and clear. Which loud is, And fucking clear. And it's all it is, across it the is, country.
3: So like one of my friends, uh, he sent a list of all of the places where they're on curfew. And it is multiple, multiple cities in multiple states. I'll just run down the list of states. Arizona, California, Colorado, D.C., Florida, Georgia, Illinois, Indiana, Kentucky, Michigan, Minnesota, Missouri, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Oregon, Pennsylvania, South Carolina, Tennessee, Texas, Utah, Virginia, Washington, and Wisconsin all have cities on curfew. It is not—the riots aren't just happening in one place. Everyone is sick of this.
1: Yeah. You know, they were talking about—they uh, were talking about— uh, Social distancing at six feet. That shit went out
3: the window real quick. I was going to get there.
1: Something really was more important.
3: Something I, sure I, was more important. I wasn't going to go there right at the start because I felt like the message was more important than that. Um, but I was going to get there, right? Uh, we obviously have for months, and it's the reason we're sitting here on Skype doing this podcast instead of in my living room with all three of us. For months, we've been having to distance ourselves from each other. And as much as it sucks, there very well could be repercussions of this from COVID, right? Oh, there's no question there will be.
2: Like I mean, we, they said, we... a, they said a second wave was coming. <clears throat> I mean, all we probably did was just exacerbated it and probably made it come a little bit quicker than it, it would have came, if we're being honest.
3: Yeah, but like – Again, the, the cause –
1: it's, you know, it's unfortunate. Really interesting how go ahead
3: i was going to say it's unfortunate that we can't just view this in a vacuum right we can't just talk about the riots and the reason they're going on and the validity of them and whatever else we also have to talk about this other massive world news story that just so happens to be affected by these riots going on um and i i've said it a bunch but it's going to be really interesting to see what the data looks like right
0: There are people
3: out there wearing masks, but not everybody for sure. And like John said, certainly not six feet apart.
1: It's real interesting, like, you know, because I live in Lansing and I'm only two minutes from the Capitol building. So, like, it's real interesting how, like, white people were protesting with the AR-15s and shit a month ago and nothing happened. And then when there's a – now, I'm not saying only – only black people are protesting. There's blacks, whites, and Mexicans. Everybody's protesting that the injustice, right? Yes. The protest yesterday got violent. And yeah. police were shooting, you know, their mace or or pepper spray at the protesters. It, was violent, it was violent
2: in Michigan over the COVID shit. They were pushing cops and shit. Screaming in their faces and the cops just kind they, of there.
3: I was about to say, guess they, what they we didn't occupied, hear about? Somebody getting shot they, in Michigan. They,
1: they occupy the Capitol building with their AR 15s. Yeah. You know, and then, and but the, the police didn't do anything. You guys all saw that picture on, ES, or on ESPN. You guys all saw that picture on uh, on news where the guy was screaming at the cop's face. That was mm-hmm. in the Capitol building. Yeah. Yeah. That shit yeah. won't fly with, with this protest, obviously. You know, it, it shouldn't fly without... with, any,
2: with any black man. John, you go yell on a, a cop's face right now, we'd be at your funeral on Wednesday. <laughs>
1: Yeah. I don't mean to I, laugh, but you're right.
3: You're right. You guys might get pissed at this statement, but I, I feel like I need to make it because look Fort Fortney's a cop, right? He's our friend. Fortney is a cop. Not all cops are bad. Mm-hmm. Am I, I correct? Yeah. We, we know that. We, I mean, okay. we know Fortney. Yeah. Yeah. So, so look, we're talking about cops who get into it to feel all high and mighty and that they have power over people. We're talking about cops who, you know, then go and use that high and mightiness to use excessive force on people that are that it's completely uncalled for. We're we're talking about cops who are corrupt. We're talking about cops who are racist. We are talking about bad cops. There are bad cops. It sucks, but there are not. We are, but we also
2: have to, we also have to acknowledge that part of the problem is the circling of the fucking wagons. Like part of the problem is the good cops don't speak up. They don't write up the these racist cops. You know when they're doing racial shit that's not murder. This cop that killed George Floyd had eighteen, what like eighteen police brutality things against him. He was involved in another racial shooting where somebody that was a person of color died, and guess what? Still walking around. Like part of the problem is the circling of the wagons and the unwillingness to like call out your fellow officers in duty. Like here's the thing, Henry, like we know like all, not all cops are bad, but if I gave you a bag of apples and I told you five of them were going to kill you, would you, would you eat the bag of apples at all?
3: No. Well, I mean, just throw them all out. I'd probably throw them all out. That's, that's kind of where we're at right now. Like, but isn't part of what you just said, like why some of these good cops might be jaded. If this guy had, how many did you say? Eight or 12. 18 uh, 18 if this guy had 18 violations or complaints listed on his record how, as a as a good cop if I go and say something what's going to happen it's just going to be a 19th on there and he's still going to be out on the street like wh- how how as a good cop am I supposed to make a change if the brass or or whoever else just protects this bad cop like that's what needs to be changed is whatever punishment system they have clearly isn't working and so as a good cop, like, how do I even go about getting someone like him out? You, you put it, you put
2: it in the media. We, everybody ha- right now has something that can hold in their hands and they can broadcast a message to the entire fucking world.
3: Yeah, I, no, I agree. I saw a tweet earlier today that said the cell phone camera has done more for blacks than anything else in terms of legislation when it comes to the police. It's
2: true.
3: I mean, it, it hasn't gotten worse over here it's just gotten filmed. Yeah, like you can,
2: you know, you can put all this stuff out there, and I mean, cops, you can go to the media. You know what, you know what they will do they will report on police brutality and police cover-ups. They they love doing that. They love doing that, and we got sick of it. That's why they took over CNN the other day. Like you can do more. Like it's just a matter of you don't want to ruffle any feathers, you don't you wanna play the politic game. You worry about advancement in your career instead of worrying about the lives of other human fucking beings. Like it gets yeah. so you gotta kind of, people have to analyze like what what do they value? Like what do you value? Do you value your property or do you value value the lives of other human beings? Do you value, you know, your place amongst your peers or your career advancement or do you value other human beings? Like there's lines in the sand being drawn and it's really for lack of a better term is black or white. It really is like you're on this side of the line or you're
3: on the other. So here's a question, though, if that good cop then gets fired for uh, coming and bringing this stuff to light. Now we've got a good cop off the street. Her career is or his career is completely tanked. And this this bad cop might still be there.
2: Again, that's when you start you you make your voice louder.
1: You know Uh, uh, what? you make your voice also, louder, uh, and then you
2: get up, you get those people out at the top, and then guess what? They might bring you back. They might say, you know what? This whistleblower, they got us to change this administration of police brutality and cover-ups. Should have never been fired. Come on back. And there are also laws to protect whistleblowers. So firing a whistleblower cop, well, let me tell you what. I tell you what. In this day and age, that cop's gonna own that precinct.
1: You know they also like. I was just gonna say I was just gonna talk about the media for a second. The media loves pushing a narrative, right? So they're saying uh, when they talk about, uh, and you're right, you know, not every police officer is like that, you know. So, but what I was gonna say is like they always have to push narrative of uh, there's a few bad cops, but when black people do something wrong, it's us as a collective, all black people are like this or like that. Yeah. You gotta watch for the, the you got watch for and, narrative because not all black people are like that. We're the no, same no, way.
3: No class, no no career, no whatever is a monolith. Everyone is an individual and we have to recognize that. Like mm-hmm. you do not think exactly the same just because you two are both black.
2: Yeah, we grew up you know, an hour away from each other at the same time. And me and John is as alike as we are, we're really fucking different.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: You know,
2: mm-hmm. Crazy concept. Also, People are individuals.
3: The, I don't know. <laughs> I, I use that line all the time with some of my gaming friends. They're like, "What? You don't like this game?" It's like, "Whoa, crazy idea! People like different things." Holy crap! Mind blown. Yeah, crazy. So, so
1: like, so like you know, the protests that happened last month when they were occupying the Capitol, when 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 Bain took over the Capitol uh, a month ago. <laughs> and uh and people were protesting uh haircuts and restaurants and 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 being able to just go out and about and and bars and stuff like that black people protest for the injustice and shannon sharp said something really interesting today he said he said white people protest to be served black people protest to be heard makes sense it really does
3: does. it does that's good um Let's, let's get back to the police for a second, because I, I heard a couple of uh, kind of interesting lines. Um, One was someone was talking and comparing or someone was talking about what happens when society forgets that there is a difference between the military and the police. Like. I wish that I had the tweet pulled up in front of me, I unfortunately don't, but there. If, the, if society forgets that difference, we have a massive problem. And then somebody else was talking that the rules of engagement for them in Afghanistan were more strict than some of the rules <coughs> of engagement for police officers here in the U.S.
2: Oh, yeah. I've, I've known that for a long time. Yeah. Um, but, like, they've been militarizing like, – excuse me, I can't talk – militarizing the police since – if memory serves me correctly, since the end of the Vietnam War – Since they had all these war machines and things they didn't need anymore, they are just like, hey, you guys want it for a discount? And they did the same thing after the first Iraq war. Um, The Hummer. The Hummer is a military vehicle that they just repurposed. And the most armored Hummers, they went to cops first. Like SWAT teams, that's all a part of this militarization of American police. And it's because they, like you said, they view things as a threat. And then part of that militarization was – we have to fight this war on drugs that they started in the early 90s after pumping drugs into the black community for
3: 30-some-odd years. Yeah, like, I think ever I thought the war on drugs started with Reagan, so yes. I think it was earlier than that. Reagan would have been in early 80s, I think, or mid-80s. Yeah. Because
2: – it was also Reagan who was the one that was putting crack in the black communities with his little Iran-Contra affair just to fight the communists. So they fought the communists by – pumping drugs to the Black community so they could buy weapons for the Contra rebels. And then while all the drugs are in the Black communities, they decided, let's start this war on drugs and then we're going to put all these Black people in jail. But now that the face of drug addiction in this country has changed to white people, guess what the response is? Rehabilitation
3: and rehab. Which, to be fair, was the right response to begin with. So it is sort of correcting a wrong. However, it's sad that it took white people have, being the main problem to get there. Yeah, it's
2: correcting it wrong for the wrong reasons.
3: Yeah. Yes. Well, um, it's,
2: it's, li- it's the literal math problem. A negative time, a negative is a positive, unfortunately.
3: Yeah. Um.
1: Well, like, so, you know, I was just sitting here thinking like, I mean, it's kind of funny, but kind of not while you guys are talking, like... Where would like where would white people be without black people? Like what if we said fuck it, we're out, we took our whole culture with us. What will white people have besides casserole? <laughs> there's
3: the, <laughs> there's thinking, the title.
2: Like, that was
3: the title drop. Uh, River Dance. I don't know. <laughs> River
1: Dance.
3: EDM yeah, I mean, we, had music. Of, we had plenty of Italians come over here from or not Italians. <laughs> Never mind. Gosh darn it. <laughs> good <they>. job, Barry.
1: <laughs> real good job. I was like, well, where's it going I, there?
3: I was well, saying dance, like, and then instead of Ireland, Irish came or whatever. I'm done. That's, I <laughs> that was embarrassed. But
1: like, well, like, like let let's, like, you know, honestly, like Doves, even though I give Doves a hard time, Doves says, you know, hip hop is, runs the world, right? So like, if we just said, fuck it, took our culture with us, the music, the dancing, the, the all the ideas, the inventions, and we said fuck it and took that shit back to Africa, what would you guys have? Oh, clearly no,
3: Eminem would have just invented rap. 90210.
1: <laughs> 90210
3: small <laughs> um, meal. Friends
1: friends yeah they have friends for sure.
2: Um like you said casserole <laughs> lots of casserole.
1: There'd be a lot of casserole.
2: No spices in the spice cabinet?
1: But I just I just love What's a spice how, like <laughs> I just love how, like, you know, like, you got white people that, that, oh, there's some, okay, just some, that are no racist or are racist, but they love our music. They love our culture. They love, but they don't love us personally.
2: Oh, John, the the very first scene in the show Watchmen, Henry, you remember? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. this racist white dude who's pretty much essentially a Klan member, he's bumping a future.
1: Yeah, he like, was. Yep. Yeah, I do remember. And that then me. he
2: kills a cop. I was I watched that, I was like, all right, this is the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> um, and, and from that moment forward I was all in on that show. Like, yeah, like they they love our culture. They just don't really love us at the end of the day. And now again, America reaps what it sows, and it's been four hundred years of this and people are sick of it. And it's time karma's a bitch.
3: Uh uh-huh. mm-hmm. When you when you mentioned the Klan, it reminded me of something. Did you guys see the clip floating around of Don Lemon this weekend? No.
1: So I, I've, Don, seen, I've seen the news of it, but I didn't watch it. No.
3: Okay. So Don Lemon said something along the lines of the black community does not need to or the Klan is not the group that does the most harm to the black community. Hillary Clinton supporters are. And his argument there is that the Klan wears their prejudices on their face. Quite literally, they're out there in the open, whereas the microaggressions come from people like Democrats and what I talked about earlier, who don't realize that they're doing it. Or the person in Central Park who was mad that they got asked to put their uh, dog on a leash. Oh, yeah. Fuck that bitch. And I mean that sincerely. Like that got buried because of this. Wait, what happened? What's going on? Oh, how did you miss this? Some dude who's a part who's like a leader of a New York birding society. He's like a mm-hmm. he was he is an African American man mm-hmm. was walking in Central Park and a lady, a white lady, had her dog off of the leash. He asked her to put her dog back on the leash makes sense because if he's out there for birding, can't really have a dog running free, scaring birds off and barking and whatever else. But it's also probably the law just have...
2: in the part of that, in, in the central park, in that part of the park, it's the law, have your dog on a leash. But
3: I was continue, gonna say Henry. that next but thank you, Dubs. I was getting there. To me, it's too important to just not be said. Go, ahead. I'm sorry. No, I, I was, <laughs> all right, that's fair. No, I was saving that for the second part because I thought it'd be funnier to have an impact there, but you're good. Um. Yeah, so she turns around, calls the cops on him, and says that she is being threatened by a black man and that uh, he's threatening to kill her.
1: Hmm.
2: Like, she literally she, – she fakes the voice of everything, like, um, this is black man. He's, he's trying to kill me. He's trying to kill me. And he's filming her the whole time. I'm like, ma'am, I just asked you to put your dog in the leash. like, get away. from my god, he's trying to kill me. Like, she knew oh, exactly what god. the fuck she was doing. She was trying to get this black man killed, and she said it before she called him, like, "I'm gonna call the police and tell them there's a black man threatening my life." She knew exactly what the fuck she was doing, and fuck her.
1: She got oh, wait, fired. I think I did see that. I did. I think I did see that. Didn't she lose her dog?
3: She lost her, her dog. lost her
1: dog away. She lost she right? her dog. She lost okay. her job. She, she lost got her from Central
2: Park. Um, still not enough, if you ask me. So anyway,
1: there's going. There's Karens everywhere, Doves.
3: I know, yeah. right? So, I mean, going back to it, what do you, what do you think about that uh, supposition or proposition from Lemon?
2: I, I agree. Like, it's been, it's been kind of a thing that people have been saying a lot, like liberal white women are part of the problem in this country, like, because they, they have this sense of superiority because they stand on this moral high ground of liberalism of like I want people to have equal rights of blah, 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 but then they don't recognize that their own microaggressions and sometimes not so microaggressions, they just, man, it's, it's hard to articulate, but like I I said, one of the best things about Donald Trump being president is that you can, you can point out the racist a lot easier now. It, it's, it's pretty obvious now. Like I like my enemies to be seen. Like I'd much rather know the guy next to me is, is racist in the elevator versus not know the person who's tr- I'm trying to get a bank loan from to buy a house is racist.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: So that, that's kind of how I feel about it. Like, it's not wrong. Like liberal white women are kind of the kind of a problem right now because of their, the moral superiority thing that they stand on as their soapbox of just, you know, being liberal. And they're, they're not necessarily liberal for the right reasons.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And, uh, and that's uh, all I have to say about that Forrest Gump voice. Okay.
3: Um, You brought up Trump. There is an argument that this will help get Trump reelected. elected Right? What, that this? Everyone... Oh, I disagree. The dude, the dude h-
1: hiding <laughs> in the bunker right now? Come yeah,
3: on. Yeah, the lights... The lights were off at the White House uh, last night as we are recording this video. Uh, typically, that only happens when a president has died. <laughs> he's, they were off is, last night. He's in this Doctor Evil lab right now, man. He's uh,
1: he is gone.
3: Um, it's a wrap. He is obviously advocating for violence. Uh, so look. As we're recording this podcast, news stories are popping up, right? Just an hour or so ago, uh, Tom Cotton tweeted out that he wants to give no quarter to rioters and looters. Not sure if you know the military term, no quarter, but that means sh- basically you can shoot them. Shoot on sight. Um, uh, President Trump then tweeted his excitement about that idea. Uh, so he is clearly, you know, advocating for... Aggressive measures, shall we call it, against people who are out there looting and rioting.
2: He just did a conference call with his governor saying, "You need to get out there and dominate, whatever the fuck that means."
1: Yeah. Well, the, Meanwhile, the thing is, like, he just, he's, he's just—he's—he's—he's the—he's the dude that, uh, I guess, uh, you know, they call him—they call him Twitter fingers or, or hiding behind a keyboard, but
3: keyboard warriors. Is yeah, that what you're
1: really working? He were worried. Yeah, he won't. He won't. If somebody were to confront him about this, that's why he's hiding right now. He's telling the governor to dominate this, but what is he doing? He's not doing anything. He don't want his hands on this. He got in, that, so, he got in the
2: bunker real quick when the protesters crossed that Pennsylvania line.
1: Oh, yeah. He ain't want no type of smoke. Tell on, we got the most vicious dogs and everything else, but. but where they what, at? But, but, where you, they at. But, you, but you being president, like, don't put this on the governors. He did the same thing with the coronavirus. He put it on the governors.
3: Hold on. And Don't then put took, on the
1: governors. And then took credit.
3: Yeah. He put it on the governors and then took credit yeah. for it. Yeah. Uh, uh, so some other updates just recently. A couple hours ago, the independent autopsy came out, uh, which verified that he died from asphyxiation by pressure on the neck and back.
2: News that we already knew, but you know.
3: Right. There's literally a video of it. We can see why he died. Um but I believe that report contradicts the official report that came out. Sorry if there's a bump right there. I just hit the mic. Um and then four or five hours ago, President Obama put up a uh uh post on Medium about where to go from here. Yep, I saw that too. So i uh stuff will be coming out look in three or tomorrow morning. Yeah, tomorrow morning something might have come out at eight, nine o'clock tonight that we we miss. And and it's just the way it is when news moves this fast and it's such a large scale thing is going on. Um
1: I know one guy that's loving this uh this rioting is uh is your boy Henry Bernie Sanders. He loves revolutions. He loves revolutions, that's your boy.
3: The revolution no, the will revolution. be televised, and this one certainly is.
1: Yeah, he's all about the revolution.
2: The revolution will be televised. I'm ready. You I'm, know, all, I'm, I'm
1: ready. All Biden's got to do, do is just sit there and let Trump dig his own grave. And he's digging it deeper and deeper by today.
3: Which is amazing because Biden's not letting him do that. Biden put out a tweet or put out a video today of him saying that cops shouldn't shoot. Uh, Shoot them in the head, they should shoot them in the knees. No, Biden, they shouldn't shoot him at all. (laughs) How hard is it
1: to not screw this up? Or how about two weekends ago when uh, Biden is racist was trending? I was like, what the hell is this? Biden is racist. And then I saw what he said about uh, if you vote for Trump, you're not black black. or something like that.
3: You ain't black. That was part of the problem. He said, you ain't black. (laughs) (laughs) Biden, uh, you literally have to say nothing between now and November and you win. Stop. Yeah, you know. Stop. We are going to see the first election cycle where a sitting president beats himself. Let him do it. Mm-hmm. Because here's right the... now, I'm not 100% sure that Trump is going to lose.
2: I am. Even, even with Biden being Biden, it's a wrap.
1: It's a wrap. Well, they, they already said that Biden's up in the polls right now.
3: Yeah. so was clinton clinton i said so was clinton
1: oh yeah well she yeah. won the popular vote right and,
3: then yeah. won and the, what uh, good did uh, it what good did it get us
1: we're yeah. still here
3: that's true so um one last thing that that i think is something interesting that i thought about uh when we were doing this this whole topic has been on authorities using superior firepower to kill people unjustly, right? Mm -hmm. What's the Second Amendment about? And isn't it amazing how all the talk of the Second Amendment stops when its actual function is right in front of us, and instead of, gra- instead of the black community grabbing guns and going to shoot, shoot cops, which, by the way, it would be, you know, uh, wh- what am I trying to say? Might be justified by the Second Amendment, right? Right to bear arms. The whole yeah. point of it was to uh, ba- basically to stop things like Britain oppressing people. And-, <clears throat> and there is no question that minorities are being oppressed right now including being killed by those oppressors. And yet there is no second amendment arguments going on. I would be interested if the situation were reversed and whites were being killed in the streets. And if, cause you know, if a black picks up a gun and shoots a cop, all hell breaks loose.
2: So they here's I would be this interested out, man.
3: flipped. And if a white person was, and if white people were being gunned down in the streets unjustly, if they would then go to a Second Amendment argument? You know when they really started gun control arguments? Heller. When the Black
2: Panther started carrying guns, that's when they got to steam. Okay. When the Black Panther started walking around with rifles, that's when they're like, oh, we can't be carrying your own guns like that. And then you see it all the time. Like when when a school gets shot up by a white kid or a mall, the argument, the argument is for more guns. But when black people out here getting shot by the cops, there's no argument for no, more guns. If black people started arming themselves at the rate these crazy motherfuckers are for the Second Amendment would be, they would repeal that shit tomorrow.
1: Tomorrow. There is, there is actually uh, I'm gonna go back to Lansing here. So that month ago when um when uh, when Bain took over the Capitol uh a day uh, I think it's a day later there was a black representative, a black congresswoman. Who was accompanied by a black militia uh, who were carrying AR-15s. So here in Michigan, there is a black militia running around that are that has been protecting uh, black-owned businesses and uh, and black congresspeople.
2: Are they accepting new members?
3: <laughs> so so look, uh, I, I want to make it very clear. I am not advocating for any sort of violence based around the second amendment but i thought it was an interesting question to ask and an interesting topic to bring up because every time the second amendment is mentioned it's whether private citizens should be able to own guns and every african-american citizen in this country is a private citizen and the second amendment was designed to uh, allow people to fight back against oppressors and according to Heller, which was argued by Ted Cruz in front of the Senate or in front of the Supreme Court, and is the reason why private citizens are allowed to own uh, the right to bear arms and own guns, which, again, guns is not used in the Second Amendment, but Heller makes it so guns are arms. Um, and, yeah, it, it, I don't know. It, it's just an interesting question when discussing oppression. But I'm not sitting here and saying go out and do it. But as a legal question, <laughs> it's a topic for sure.
2: telling you, black people started going on buying guns and masks, they will repel the Second Amendment tomorrow.
1: Well, yeah, we started getting, well, we we already got guns. But, like, we started, like... If we started getting legally? Legally, yeah, it, it could be a problem. Because just imagine how, like, you know, if that happened again, where they, where they occupied the capital and that so-called black militia who I'm sure has guns legally, were to show up to that rally, they can get ugly real fast.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Although, all that so, takes is
2: one nervous person to, you know, pop their gun off, and then everybody shooting because they're not sure where the first shot came from.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But the, the Second Amendment will it will never be amended unless unless like Dub said, unless blacks and and, and Mexicans and and Asians start getting guns legally and start carrying them around, you know?
3: Well, the Second Amendment wasn't amended with Heller. It was defined by Heller, right? Um, I, I don't know how far we want to go into that, but... We don't. Yeah. Uh, it, it was just basically changing the definition and, or clarifying the definition to make sure that it was clear to everyone that the Second Amendment uh protected your right to own a gun because the word gun is not used in second amendment at all it just says arms mm-hmm. yeah right to bear arms yep. it also Which says is... militia but we won't get into that
2: it was also designed when it took you 20 minutes to reload a gun too but yep so the topic for another time um guys we've done like what an hour some change on this already
3: yeah just over an hour ah oh, so
2: what are we it's thinking just, we, wanna, uh, we
3: wanna call it and just do some final final thoughts and then come back with a fun episode next week you know we Hope you know what we hope I, we hope
1: we hope i know I noticed that uh I was thinking about this too that uh you know the coroner for the city came up with this with their autopsy, and then they got a private investigator and he came up with his autopsy. Don't let don't let the media start building that narrative, man. Because this fucker gets off, it's about to it's about to really be bad out here.
2: If this guy doesn't go down, I, there will not be a city of Minneapolis. I can guarantee you of that. <laughs> like, I mean, the, the moment you hear a not guilty verdict, or whatever he has to do to get off, like a hung jury, that would be the last time you can think of the city of Minneapolis existing.
3: Yeah, it'll Good be bad. I, it'll be worse. Well, I didn't get into the University of Minnesota, so I won't be there. Um but yeah, uh <laughs>
1: but 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 they're already they're already uh they're already building a narrative. The city came up with the the the, the, the thing is the city coroner came up with a position of a pre exist a pre existing condition. That's what caused him to die. And the private investigators said it was because of the uh canal that he couldn't breathe. See, yeah. they're already trying to build a narrative. So if, if he well, gets off, I'm just I'm just saying they're, they're already trying to build it up. So. Stating
3: stating facts by themselves don't build a narrative, right? If you just state this person found one thing, this person found the other, that those are facts. It's how you frame them that builds a narrative, right? Um, and I don't think you were on this episode. Maybe you were, but we were discussing pre-existing conditions at one point. If you have cancer and you get hit by a car and you die from getting hit by a car, whether you had cancer or not is irrelevant, right? You still died by getting hit by a car. Whatever this guy had as a pre- pre-existing condition is irrelevant. He died because somebody kneed his, or laid their knee on his neck and put enough pressure on him to the point where he died. Correct. Like the pre-existing not, condition but, doesn't matter.
1: Well, what I'm saying is they can use that in their defense. That's what I'm saying. They're going to use that
2: in their defense. and Good good luck. But again, they can, like uh, I said.
1: Well, the lawyer, the lawyer can use that. He can say, oh, he didn't die from, he didn't die directly from the knee to his neck. He died from, he had this, 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 and that led to this. That's what I'm saying.
3: And then I'd ask this question back: If that officer did not lay his knee on his neck for as long as he did, or at all, would he be dead right now? I agree. I agree. discussion. I agree, but
1: I'm just saying. I, I know fuck, where you're going. This fucker gets off, it's it's gonna be bad. That we shall overcome bullshit is out the window. Like Dub said, it's gonna be burn baby burn.
3: That's so what gonna. Ain't be. gonna be <laughs> no more
2: Minneapolis at that point.
3: It, I, I am with you. It will be very, very bad if he gets off.
2: Pick a new um, capital city, Minnesota. Like if he gets off, ain't, ain't more Minneapolis.
3: It don't exist anymore. right
1: next to it. Oh, well, well, I don't think I don't think there's gonna be a lot of cities if he gets off. Minneapolis is gonna be ground zero. Yeah, it's gonna be bad.
3: Um, it it just I I guess I'll just end on this note. Uh, it sucks that cops seemingly get to be judge, jury, and executioner, right? That the American system is built so that the cop arrests you, and then the judicial system takes care of the rest. And right now, cops are so protected that they can do it all and potentially get off with it and have gotten off with it in the past. And that's and well,
1: what I don't get us. And like police officers, they have tasers. Use the yeah. fucking taser. If one officer tases you and it's not doing anything, the police always call for backup. Trust me, I know because me and doug got backup called on us. They always call for backup. So if one cop tases you and it's not working, have the other cop tase him. Just keep tasing him till he
3: goes down. And he was already down. He was on he was the ground. Why would you put your knee on his neck?
1: Exactly. He was
3: already down on the ground. He was handcuffed too.
1: So and you can just tell by that. You just tell by that video that 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 cop. He had. He had. What I call short man syndrome where. He just wanted to show that he was in charge, that he had the power. I'm the one in charge here. You can tell everybody – could, you could tell people were recording him. I know he could tell people were recording him, but he wanted the world to know that I am in charge of this situation.
3: And what's amazing is that if someone would have come and shoved him off of his neck, like let's be honest, the right thing to do would have been to go shove that cop off of his neck. You would have been charged with obstruction of justice. Anyone else well, in the world, anyone besides a cop, and you get praised for saving that guy's life. Shove a cop off, obstruction of justice. And that's, really, and
1: that's where that's where I blame the other. Probably
3: that's
1: the other police officers too. I'm like, if I was a police officer and I see him on his neck and he's saying I can't breathe, and it's like minute, it's like five minutes or six minutes or three minutes in. Like, dude, get off his neck. We already got him contained. The situation's contained. We don't need to be on his neck like that. This is where the other officers should have jumped in there, and I hope they I hope they get them, too, and charge him with something, because that that was... Accessory to uh, murder?
3: Accessory, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: Accessory to murder. Exactly.
3: And, like, yeah. there, there and that's are common, videos...
1: That's, that's common sense, too, right? Because, like, that's common sense. Like, you know, if, uh... If me and Doves got into a fight, right, like an actual fight, and Doves does something to me, like puts me in a chokehold, and I tell Doves I can't breathe, even though me and Doves are fighting right now, I would expect Dubs to let me go. Well, I got does that make fight? Tap out, right? Tap out. Well, just, right? tap out. Situation. well even, even, if, even if we didn't know each other, Doves, we got into a fight at the bar, and you're choking me yeah. out, and I told you I can't breathe. I would expect you to let me go. You may shove me to the ground and kick me some more, but... Yeah, fight that's, over. I, that's,
3: oh, wow. that's, that's just human nature. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and look, there's there's a video going around, or there's talk on the internet, because of course there is. Oh, he was saying he <laughs> can't breathe. He can't breathe. Clearly, he could still breathe. There's a video going around shows some dude, or he wanted to prove that that was wrong. So what he did was he had his friend get behind him, put his uh, put him in a headlock and squeeze the carotid arteries going up the side of the uh, the neck. Guess what? guy could talk perfectly fine right up until the point he was passing out because his brain was getting no oxygen so like doesn't matter if you can breathe if the oxygen isn't getting up there and when that officer put his knee on his neck it pinched the carotid arteries and basically he just passed out and like if you feel the body go limp on you uh, under you why are you still kneeing his neck yeah. Like none of it makes sense as to what he did, and people rightfully should be pissed off about it. I yeah, I know we're an hour and you ten just minutes figure
2: in. He, the guy's a murderer, and he wanted to murder someone, and he murdered someone. Makes perfect sense. Or, he's he's a fucking murderer, and he murdered well,
1: someone. He, he's a murderer. He's a murderer, and uh, I think he just wanted to show people who was in charge. Honestly.
3: Like Thank I'm gonna show you. not him anymore. I'm
1: gonna show you. I'm gonna show you, boy. I'm in charge. That's how that. That's how that came off to me. Yep,
2: and if he doesn't make it to trial, I wouldn't. I'm not gonna shed a tear. Um,
3: if he's he gets on off, suicide watch, his well, wife divorced him, or is in the process, well, process of divorcing him. I be that's getting personal. I would be
1: surprised if he don't make it to trial because he killed himself. That wouldn't he, surprise like,
3: me at all. Like I said, he's on suicide watch. So sucks us up. I mean. Um, Killing someone should mess you up, right? But well, he's done it before. Uh,
1: well, I think say. I think killing someone and then knowing that you're on – here's the thing. Killing someone is one thing. But the way he did it, he knows if he goes to prison, he's a dead man anyway. I don't care if you put him in isolation. Somebody in prison will try to get to him. Might as well just kill yourself. Get over with
3: we are that's not advocating either of those things happening, but at least I'm not. But well,
1: I'm I'm saying for him, I'm saying for him, he's probably thinking, why they put him on a suicide watch? He's probably thinking, I did all this, and I know if I go to prison, I'm not going to be safe there.
3: Yeah, that that definitely could be part of the thought process. I mean, thankfully, I'm not inside of his head, but. It, it definitely could be part of it. So.
1: Just like, just like, just like Jeffrey so, Epstein, we knew he wasn't going to make a trial. We knew he was going to die, whether the Clintons did it or he did it or somebody Trump else did it. it. We knew he was going to die. Trump, Trump ordered
2: the head. Um,
1: <laughs> Trump, Trump killed Epstein.
2: Speaking of Epstein, um, anonymous is back.
3: Yeah. I did, yeah. See that. I did
2: see that. Shit about to get interesting because I, I, apparently they, they want they want Trump's head on a platter. So.
1: Can't wait to see what they come up with when uh when they when they get the information, man. I did see he's back though.
3: They yeah. anonymous hey. is Legion. So so yeah, it's uh I don't know. The whole thing is a mess. Uh, unfortunately I'm jaded to the point where I I don't I honestly don't think anything changes, and that sucks. I really hope something changes. Something has to change eventually. I'm hoping this is it, but the Part of me that's seen it a billion times over and over and over, either through this or through gun control with no changes whatsoever made. I, I, I don't know. I
1: just. Well, America, America is a country that lives in the moment. Like when all those when all those little kids got killed, people were like, oh, gun control, gun control. Even Trump was like, oh, yeah, I'm gonna take a hard look at at bump stocks and everything and bump stocks and everything else. And then that got, and then that died down.
3: Well, bump stocks was after Las Vegas. I think you're talking about Sandy Hook originally, and that was the point where I sort of went, "If this doesn't change it, what will?" And nothing changed well, after Sandy Hook. Well, like said, now, that's like getting said, into a different conversation, but
1: America, America lives in in the in the present, in the now. So like this, this is what's popular, or not popular, but this is what is going on right now that's hot, and uh, everybody's gonna be talking about. Criminal justice reform and how police should handle the mi- uh, minority community. But, like, next month, or as, as the months go by, this is just going to die down. America's not going to change anything. It's just how it's always been.
2: Dubs you as jaded as we are? I mean, I don't oh, trust me, I am, but I think there's a, there's a difference here um, with school shootings and with a lot of other things. There's been there's been talk of change and there's there's been debates about change. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's been action. Like you you can cover up a, a bunch of talk as much as you want. You can just find a couple new news stories and just cover up some talk. Mm-hmm. You you can't put out these fires and like not literally speaking, but you can't put out these fires. Like in in all of especially American history, riots are the changing point. Yeah. Like, and we've never, like, we've never, even in all of American history, we've never seen riots like this. After the Rodney King incident, there were riots. Um, In Detroit in the 60s, there were riots. But, again, this is, this is countrywide. Like, the biggest, this is probably the biggest riots since King got assassinated in 68. And six days after that, they passed the Civil Rights Bill, which depending on who you ask. Was dead on, dead on arrival. Lyndon B. Johnson was not going to sign it. It was the riskiest thing anyone had ever done at that point. But they started rioting once they killed Dr. King, and guess what? Some shit changed. So, am I jaded? Do I think, I'm, you know, it's going to be sweeping change? No, but there's going to be some change because, let's be honest, people don't—they don't want their shit destroyed. So, whatever the reason may be, as selfish as the reason he may be. Gonna, there's going to be some changes because either A, people are finally realizing that America has some error in their ways when it comes to policing and, you know, this treatment of minorities in general. Or B, they don't want their shit fucked up. So let's make these people happy. But that being right. said, I think we should wrap it, guys. This has been episode 56 of the Embrace the Up podcast.
3: We, we appreciate you guys our, for listening. Uh, I was gonna yeah. say we will be back with our hopefully fun podcast next week. Get some sports news in there. Get get my rap reviews that are way too late. I still need to <laughs> I still need to talk about that future album. Oh man. And <laughs> and and hopefully we can return to our our normalcy and we'll try to even if even if the world is still on fire. Yeah. I, I know that this isn't necessarily the reason you guys come to us, but. It, it's an important topic and something that we had we have to talk about.
2: Yeah, there's, right, there's it, important
1: things it, going on. We got to talk about it. I cannot stress enough if that fucker gets off. It's gonna look like uh that Batman nightmare scene and um, Batman versus Superman. That's how it's gonna look in Minnesota. You mm, know what I'm talking about? Go see I, Batman versus Superman. Go see the go see the nightmare scene.
3: Exactly, just like that. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, but you can find me on the socials at a d u b one two two zero on the gram a underscore d u b one two two zero on the Twitter machine. Um, holler at me, feel free. I've been giving people ways to how to just concisely talk about their arguments and argue with the racists and the people who don't know they're racist or deny it. I'm, I'm all for it. And if you want it, if you want to argue on the internet and some need some bolstering to your argument. I'm all for helping you out there. The brand is you, at him
1: let me wait. I got a question for you. Yeah? How do you argue with people who don't think they're racist? <laughs> like what what do you, what do you say to people that say that say, Doves, I'm not racist. I got one black friend, I got a color T V and a black dog. <laughs> you so, um, like how do you argue with those people like that that you, say they don't racist?
2: What you do is you take their points and you, you flip them on themselves and ask them to re examine their points and then they're gonna keep denying that they're racist out loud, but they're gonna realize that they are. And hopefully things change. Like, so you ask, you ask these people like, so why are you speaking up about, you know, the Black Lives Matter protests and subsequent riots now? Cause they've been killing us for a while and it's been on camera and it's been on the internet. What changed now? And then they don't have an answer because what changed is that the riots are making them uncomfortable. And the riots are challenging like their their comfort in their little bubble and they can't ignore it anymore. And like, it might affect their business. So then they have to realize, like, well, wait, do I really care that black people were getting murdered by the police or do I just care about my comfort level? And then people are like, oh, shit, I might be racist. I can't say that. I can't give this guy the satisfaction of me realizing that I might be racist, but then they might change on their own.
1: And the fight you know, for
2: change, no matter how how you get there, the change is what's important.
1: You know, it's real telling how uh some celebrities are real quiet right now. I'm taking notes. I'll just I'll just I'll just leave it at that.
2: I'm taking notes. You know
1: you know you know that just the African American community in general, we're paying attention to all, all the celebrities that are quiet.
2: Taking notes. Um, John, where right. you, what what's your socials? Drop drop your socials on them.
1: You can find me at hstore 69 nine eggplant and eggplant uh, Georgia peach. Okay, now
2: now re- uh, really drop your socials on <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, Bilbo Swaggins. Uh, on Instagram, Bilbo Swaggins on Twitter, N-S-S-W-A-G-G-A-N-Z. and that's uh, S W A G G A N Z. And now drop your drop Are, your socials already on Already plugged Henrys. Already T- plugged Henry's socials. <laughs> no, already no. did.
3: You can, six, nine, eight, you can tell John is back because you can tell John is back because as we were trying to end the podcast, he asks a question that extends the podcast. Uh I will say what one one celebrity who is uh who is not being quiet is John boyega. Go check out his Twitter recently to shit i I am at h thirty one on everything
1: thirty
3: one that was 69. stop it, stop it, stop it. Stop it.
2: All right, guys. Uh, episode 57, maybe we'll have a lot of you know, fun stuff to talk about, but what needs to be said was said in episode 56. We thank you guys for listening in. If you want to reach out to us, reach out to us. And like that, we gone. Later.
1: Peace.